Hey, Boilermakers, this is season three of the Success Express. I'm Jordan Ingram, and I'm so glad you're listening in. Each episode, we discuss all the questions we have as students and job seekers. We're talking about job interviews, internships, networking, career fairs, and how to put your best foot forward. We're not only tackling the hard questions, but we're here to encourage you to make the most out of your college experience. Our guests share advice, personal experience, lessons learned, and so much more. It's all here and it's all happening right now. All aboard the Success Express. Today's guest is Shayna Partlow. Shayna's a career coach here at the Purdue CCO. As a career coach, she provides guidance for both students and alumni when it comes to job search strategies and career development. In this episode, we'll discuss what to do when you're at a standstill in your job search. This summer, students experience a unique challenge with COVID-19. The situation leaves many students struggling to find a job or internship this summer. Some students who even had internships and jobs lined up had them canceled in the last couple of weeks. So what happens if you don't have any interviews? Or when you apply to what seems like hundreds of companies only to hear nothing back from anyone? Today, Shayna will share her own personal experience with job search and give advice on how to navigate the frustration that comes with not getting interviews or job offers. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Shayna. Welcome, Shayna. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come here and talk to us about this. I feel like you have such a unique perspective because you have both being a career services consultant here and also you once were a student. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's amazing to hear both your personal experience and the advice you've learned from your job here. Yeah, I really enjoy it because I think it helps me more in my career coaching appointments too because I can actually say, like, I totally know what you're going through. I went through this. Mm -hmm. I feel your pain. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like this is something that we don't talk about a lot. I feel like we talk about acing the interviews, how to go to workshops and career fairs and such, but what happens when we get the responses and when we don't get any responses. And so let's just dive right in. Can you kind of Walk us through your job search after college and what challenges you had and how you kind of overcame those. Yeah, so I um, got my master's, and if you count back when I got my job to when I started my job search, I was searching for nine months. So um, it was a long time, and I had a lot of, um, I mean, the same things that everyone goes through. I had a lot of really, I felt really confident with like my resume, my interview. Um, I had people say like, oh, you did really great and like would actually like feel like I had a connection with people and then weeks would go by or whatever it would be. And um, a lot of times I'd follow up. Sometimes I'd get information back like, oh, well, someone just had more experience than you. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I I can learn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But with that, like when I was job searching, like my husband is still in school, so I had a location restriction. So I was looking within a specific radius, which kind of narrowed down my options even more and just kind of was trying to figure out what could I do more. But I think a lot of it was it wasn't necessarily what could I do more. It was more about persistence and patience. Like sometimes you just have to keep going through the interviews. Mm -hmm. Um through the stupid applications where you submit your resume and then have to fill out everything in your resume on the online form. <laughs> Gotta love those. Um, and, you know, it was it was a rough time, especially because of some of the people that I knew in my program were getting jobs right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, you get in that comparison piece and you're like, 
what do they have that I don't and how can I kind of get that job mm-hmm. that's going to be the right fit for me too because I didn't just want any job yeah well I loved what you said about like being persistent because sometimes there's nothing more that you could do you've gone through all of the research and the application process and all that kind of stuff and sometimes it's just not meant to be mm-hmm. and then of course you fall into then the comparison like you were talking about so how would you kind of get out of that mindset of comparing yourself to others? What were you doing? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that I did was, I mean, first of all, I had friends that I was with, but I also had, like, my husband and my family that were kind of being my cheerleaders. But then also with that, just kind of thinking about the things you like to do and not forgetting those things. Because um, looking for a job, we always say in the office, is a full-time job because you're spending all your time doing you're constantly thinking about it you're getting emails about it and so sometimes you literally need to just like put your phone away or silence your emails and go on a hike or go swimming or go lay out by the pool or for me it was I needed to go read a book or whatever it is because sometimes you just need to de-stress and not be fully focused on what other people are doing or what you and what you're not doing yeah I love that because I feel like this is such a tricky thing as well because you're planning your future and you might not have anything in front of you, but then also you have this emotional appeal too of, well, look at my friend and look at what she's doing or he's Mm -hmm. doing. And I feel like even as Purdue students, we strive to be the best we can and Mm -hmm. have that grit. So sometimes those emotions are like amplified and even more, Mm -hmm. which is always a struggle. So how can students make the most of a no? when they get that response and they start getting that comparison game going, what's the next step or how can they learn from this experience? Yeah, so I think one of the pieces that's really helpful is depending on you know how you felt about the interview. If you feel like you bombed the interview, then typically you know what, what happened, what went wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you feel like you did really well, felt like you had a good connection with someone, that's where I typically would follow up and say like, hey, like thank you so much for the opportunity to interview with you guys. I really enjoyed it. Is there anything, because they know you're job searching, is there anything that I could do to improve in my next search? And that's really valuable because then you can kind of know. For me, I got a lot of, oh, well, someone had more experience than you. And so that piece was like, okay, well, I can't do anything about that piece. (laughs) Um, But then other times, like once I've gotten that, um, it was then kind of following up with the people I felt I had a good connection with and continuing that relationship. So I had someone that I met that actually would then start sending me job postings that they found, wow, which was yeah. just really helpful. Um, I mean, I had to ask for it, which was really hard for me. I don't like asking people for help. I want to just do it all by myself. <laughs> I'm a very independent woman that don't need no man kind of thing. Um, but I actually reached out and asked, like, you know, I'm having a hard time finding things. Like, could you send me any leads that you find or if you're talking to people? So just kind of building on their network. And that's kind of the whole piece of job search is, like, you're not just like job searching, but you're also like creating relationships and finding ways to kind of keep connecting with people because you never know where something's going to land. How did you actually come about Purdue then? Yeah, so I was doing a, I did like a virtual internship during my um, master's degree. And through that, we went to a conference and my supervisor knew I was job searching. She was like, she kind of encouraged me to network with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm kind of one of those people that, I enjoy being around people, but I'm not always, like, the life of the party. So I kind of set goals, like, okay, I just want to have a good conversation with one person, Uh you know? That's kind of the goals I set for myself. And I went to this session in the conference, and um, 
everybody was kind of going around, introducing themselves, um, telling about who they were, where they worked, and then also like where they went to school or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm originally from South Carolina. I have a lot of pride for my home state. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the ladies, um, Veronica, in our office mentioned that she went to school at USC, which is where I grew up. And so I kind of already had a note, like, I have to go talk to her because home state buddies. Um, (laughs) And then also later she said something else. And it kind of clicked that my supervisor had suggested that I talk to her. And so it it was kind of a click. So again, using that ally system of like talking with people, letting them know. And after talking to Veronica, she kind of just like mentioned like, yeah, let me know if you ever have any questions. And so then through that, I reached out to her later because Purdue HR was going through some things. And so you could only upload one cover letter for every job you applied for. which was kind of different and I think they've changed that now I don't know if it was a bug or something so I reached out to her and was like hey like I applied to this position but I think the wrong cover letter was attached kind of asking her questions about that and she sent my information to Susan who was hiring Mm -hmm. um, went through that process and went through the interview presented to everyone I really liked the feel of the office that's something that was really important to me because I've worked in places where co-workers weren't friends and I was looking for a place where co-workers were friends um, and not necessarily like best friends but like you could tell they get along and then through that I got the job and that's kind of where I started my professional journey and I really enjoyed kind of being here with the environment and just kind of having the investment that the CCO puts into me. Yeah, that's so cool that you eventually landed a job that now helps other students through yeah. some of the same problems that you had, Yeah, um, which I think is kind of a fun, like, complete the circle kind of thing. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been fun and cool to kind of, um, when students come really discouraged, I can be like, you know what, I know exactly what you feel. And sometimes appointments are just a little bit of event sesh, which is totally fine. Because um, sometimes it's event sesh is all you need and then maybe one step in the right direction. Mm. So if you only had that one step, what, what's your go-to when students come in saying, I've done X, Y, Z, and nothing's come up, or all, are, all I'm getting are no's, what do you suggest? Yeah, so I think a lot of times people already have their resumes done. You know, they've got their cover letters. They know where to apply. So I think the piece that's usually missing is finding those allies and doing kind of informational interviews. Um, so a lot of people don't know, like, Yes, you can use LinkedIn, but there's also a LinkedIn like alumni tool where you can go and search Purdue alumni. Um, So it's not like you're cold calling them, but you Mm -hmm. could search your major or you could search a specific company and kind of reach out to these people who you already have a connection with Purdue. And it could even just, maybe you don't want to reach out to them. Maybe you just want to look at their profile. Totally do that. But reaching out to them kind of gives you that chance to create a relationship, learn more about the hiring process, maybe more about them and their career journey um, because I'll let you in on a secret but most people love talking about themselves Um, (laughs) so when you reach out to someone and kind of asking these questions they're going to for the most part are pretty excited to talk with you about their journey especially with the Purdue aspect. Yeah that's so cool I never knew that you could search and filter your LinkedIn that way but I feel like that's such an easy connecting point that anyone can do of hey, I'm in Purdue, we were in the same college of fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Here's where I'm at. Can you tell me about your experience? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's just a great way to connect with students. Yeah, and I will say I did that during my job search, and I had some 
awkward conversations. And then I had some really (laughs) great conversations where I learned a lot about the field, but also kind of more realistic expectations of what to expect in the hiring process. Because there's, you know, every industry is different. And they're, since they're actually in that industry, they can tell you all the, you know, the gritty and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So another question kind of going off of that, um, we talked already then about LinkedIn. What other outlets can students use, like, after career fairs have started wrapping up and kind of companies have started to leave campus to connect because they're starting to get, like, no response, they're getting those no's? Yeah. I mean, if anything, there's always information sessions on campus. Um, Those are a great way to kind of continue to talk with people. But I think just being open to situations, like, when I did my master's program, I talked to I talked a lot to a career coach, um, and he told me about how he had his previous student who went to a basketball game and wound up talking to the people next to them, and through that, you know, long story short, wound up getting a position at the like their dream company. Wow! So it's just like being <laughs> open to talking to people, um, letting them know what you're looking for because people can't help you if they don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, and so finding ways to kind of incorporate that but you know you don't want it to be like a a pitch you know being more genuine and having a conversation with the people I think that's probably the best things that you can do and then just making achievable goals so if you go to a networking event some people may be able to talk to everyone in the room but you know it may be I just want to have two good conversations Mm -hmm. or maybe it's I want to talk to five people um, and kind of setting those goals for yourself because if you don't set goals, you're going to feel super overwhelmed and it kind of just helps put it more into bite-sized pieces. Yeah, I love that. I feel like everyone has a different personality and it's Mm -hmm. going back to that comparison game we were talking about. Yeah. That some people can talk to every single person in the room and others, if they talk to just one or two people and have a conversation, like that is a huge achievement for them. For sure. Which is so important in this very stressful time is to have goals that you could achieve Mm -hmm. to make this overwhelming process seem just a little bit more bearable. Yeah, exactly. So is there any way students can prepare beforehand to kind of avoid this radio silence that comes with not hearing from companies? Yeah, I think it I think for the big, the most part, it just goes back to making those connections. So when mm-hmm. you're at a job fair, um, if it's a recruiter or someone at the company and you feel like you've made a good connection, like following up, maybe sending a thank you, connecting on LinkedIn, and then maybe after you apply, sending them a note, letting them know. And it's going to depend on recruiter and company, conversation to mm-hmm. conversation. But for the most part, like just making a part of your practice to kind of follow up. And you don't want to be annoying about it. You know, that doesn't mean you need to email the recruiter every day or every hour or anything like Mm -hmm. that. It's really just kind of, you know, after something happens, um, Mm -hmm. it kind of gives you a way to to keep up with what they're doing and also kind of know, you know, if they're going to be looking for applicants or if they've closed the applicant pool. You know, it just kind of keeps you updated on what's going on. Yeah, I think that's like some unspoken like etiquette that we have about communicating with them after you do a career fair, um, after interviews, and all that kind of stuff. Well, and if you think about it, and maybe this is just where I went to school, but after you went on a really great date, you would send a post-date text, and you'd say, thank you so much, (laughs) and that's how they knew you were interested, because Mm -hmm. you you took the initiative and followed up. So, I mean, if you think about it, job searching is very similar to dating. For me, I had to go through a lot of interviews before I found the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. And 
looking back to like I was really bummed when it didn't work out but now I'm really excited that I have I'm at the spot where I'm at because I learned like actually no like that's not what I needed I needed this piece with the CCO or with Purdue so there's a quick little analogy for you (laughs) yes it's so relatable too it's finding both the right fit for the qualifications and the things you want but also like those soft skills those the community you were talking about before of having Mm -hmm. co-workers that were just not just co-workers there was something a little bit more which I think is so important yeah is there any other advice or like big points that we haven't discussed about if students come in frustrated that they have nothing to do nowhere to turn kind of thing yeah I mean I think for one like the CCO there's a bunch of career services consultants that if you feel frustrated or you feel like your plan's not working like you can come in and make an appointment and we'll strategize with you because you never know like maybe you forgot this one piece or things like that so Mm -hmm. definitely using the services that you have and or even like you know using your network and kind of talking with them but then I think the other thing is just like keep calm and carry on um you know (laughs) finding times to just take a break you just want to be more relaxed and granted I say that and I was not relaxed in my job search Mm -hmm. but I did take time and went mini golfing with some friends or I would go and read a book or because I wasn't working at the time like I had all the time in the world so I would take tell myself okay I have two hours that I cannot be on the computer or on my phone and that would be my time to go work out or read a book whatever it is so just kind of Making sure we know you talk about work-life balance, but finding time to work-life job search balance. (laughs) (laughs) I love that addition. Um, So one last question that we typically ask, when is a time that you have failed in college, in your undergrad, and like what you have learned from that experience and how you have grown? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. One would be I actually had like a um, an identity crisis every year of my major. I was an English major and didn't want to teach. And so every year I had like a new idea of what I wanted to do. And so I actually talked with an advisor probably the end of my sophomore year, um, going into my junior year. And she told was talking to me about this nonprofit management major and just kind of the different things, um, being able to give back, but also, you know, work for a nonprofit. Um, and so I got excited about that. And through that, I also would have to take some of the business core. And so I was like, as an English major, that's going to make me marketable for whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. And you can actually see, like, I was just kind of thinking you could see a direct comparison. Um, since then, you know, English majors are marketable. It was just my brain working the way it was. And so I took an accounting class class and there was probably 500 students in that accounting class because it was a weed out class I remember getting to the final and being like okay if I get five questions right I'll pass the class with like a c and that's what I need Mm. and yep I got five questions right so I completely bombed that final (laughs) um it was I tried like in that whole semester I tried everything like I went Mm -hmm. to extra class like extra sessions I would work with people I like got my first panic attack from that class and you know I didn't I mean I passed but it was probably the lowest grade you could get without passing and just one thing that I learned from that was just like you know it's okay to not get an A was a big Mm -hmm. thing but also like I learned kind of more of my strengths and what are some things that I need. So, yes, I'm not going to learn concepts that don't make sense when I'm with a group of 500 kids. Like, Mm -hmm. that's okay. It's going to be okay. And through that, too, just kind of realizing that accounting is not maybe right for me and that's okay. And it was a class. And since then, like, yes, I know how, like, I know the debit credit songs and all those things to kind of learn things. (laughs) But I was able to kind of show that, like, even though it was hard, I didn't give up, and I kept working, and I got the, like, 
passing grade in quotations because it was just so that I could not have to retake the class. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're fine now. (laughs) I don't have to use accounting in my day-to-day job. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I've really enjoyed having a conversation with you. Thank you. Hey, Boilermakers, would you be willing to do us a favor? If you enjoyed today's show, could you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? I promise it will only take a quick second. And your review will help iTunes recommend our show to other listeners. Again, I can't say enough of how grateful we are for your support. I would also like to invite you to join the CCO's Instagram community. Give us a follow at Purdue CCO and stay up to date on all upcoming workshops, events, and career fairs. And of course, you could also find us on Facebook and Twitter. As always, feel free to stop by the CCO and meet with one of our consultants to discuss your resume and interview skills. You could also schedule free appointments to meet one-on-one with the career counselor. We're located in Young Hall and are open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. That's all we have for today. I'm Jordan Ingram, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Success Express.